So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to have David Heil. You might know the name David August, right? Or August McGregor, another one of his brands. That's true. Um, David, we have so much stuff to talk about, but I just want to say, man, thanks for coming in and doing the podcast with me today. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. It's uh, awesome to be here. Yeah, man. So for the people that, that don't know you, uh, or maybe don't know your work. I was thinking about this morning, like the people that I have seen close just being in your shop, which is just, you know, a little, a little ways away from us. Right. Conor McGregor, Tony Robbins, um, uh, Andrew Pacelli. I saw something in there with, I think it was a Joe Rogan jacket yep. recently, Dana exactly. White, pretty much every famous bag. MMA to actors, actresses, musicians, yep. politicians. I think there was a Bill Clinton photo inside there of a suit you made for George him. George Bush, Bill Clinton, Brad Pitt, you know, Robert Downey Jr., anything Marvel Entertainment. Yeah. And you know, but really my, some of my favorite of my, all the business guys I deal with. Yeah. They're more like, you, you can uh, kind of relate to them a little bit more. For sure, yeah. for sure. So, so, you know, we want to talk about fashion. We want to talk about COVID. We want to talk about business. COVID. Right? I mean, you know, COVID in the sense of, let's just, let's just, actually, before I go there, I want to say okay. this. For the people that don't know you, who is David Heil? Like, you've been doing this for a long time. Give us a little background. Well, I've been doing this for a long time. Longer yeah. than I'd like to say, but, you yeah. know, everyone always says, you know, how long have you been doing this? If um, we're talking around the office and people go, oh, my God, David's been doing this for 35 years. I say, don't say that. <laughs> say 20 years. Yes. More than 20 years. Yes. You yes. know, once you get past that, you know, everybody wants to be doing things for a long time when they first started anything. And right. then you get to five years and then 10 years and 15, then 20. You're like, wow, this is amazing. And then once you get past that, you're kind of like, Wow. I'm getting old, but we're not old. No we're way, just getting man, better. But, but, and we're going to talk about better. this. Like you, you know, you have <clears throat> such an amazing ability to stay fresh and relevant and on the pulse. We're going to get into that. Yeah. But so you've been doing this for a long time. Long time. How, you how know, did you get started? You know, it was. Uh, it's you know what happened was when I went to school. First of all, I've always been a worker bee my entire life. My dad was in the construction yeah. business and development business and real estate and finance, and we owned some hotels and restaurants and you know all that type of thing. And we always worked in the family businesses, my brother and I and my sisters also, but um, went to school. Um, and when I graduated high school, I went to college and I went to, um, and I got out of Arizona State. I came back from school, moved back home. And my dad says, so where do you want to work? Do you want to work in the finance business? You want to work in real estate? You want to work in hotels? You want to work in restaurants? What do you want to do? And I said, you know, dad, I think I want to open a clothing store. And he looked at me and he said, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You need to talk to my tailor. So yeah, yeah. that's what happened. I went to, uh, went to lunch with his tailor that used to make his suits for him. Yeah. This guy named Gary. And he'd made me a suit before and I was all, you know, excited about it. And I was always a dresser ever yeah. since I was a young kid. Yes. You know, my mom would iron my shirts for him and I would re-iron them for yes. him you know, before I went to school. I just was a dresser. Anyway, really loved it, had a good time with it. And, and I got to a point where my friends were always calling me for my opinion on things, and so it sure. just was kind of a natural. But um, went and met with my dad's tailor for lunch at one of his hotels, actually in Anaheim, California, and I came out of that meeting working for his tailor. 
Right. And I said, Dad, I'm going to work with Gary. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. He's like, I built this entire empire. Yeah. And you're going and you're left gonna, versus right. A big left, a yeah. hard left. Yeah. Anyway, so um, went to work with Gary, and he trained me on how to measure people and about quality uh, tailoring. And I ended up taking many, many trips to Europe and learning about, you know, tie making and uh, Como, Italy, and I went to Torino, Italy, and to uh, Biella, Italy for fabrics, and Huddersfield, England, and made many, many trips there, and started, you know, really working with some of the fabric mills and getting into uh, the behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes about the, the actual cloth. Yeah, really loved it, and so I started, uh, you know, getting a clientele base around Southern California, just introducing myself to people and saying, hey, let me make you a couple shirts. Let me make you a suit. Let me make you, an... and I was like working out of my car actually. Right. And going door to door and. Was this pre-David Rickey? That was before David Rickey. It was called okay. the Custom Clothier. Okay. And then I worked for them for about three years and then I ended up going off on my own and started David Rickey and Company with two of the guys that were independent contractors for uh, David Rickey at the time. Yeah. And so uh, it was Rick, it was David, David, and Rick, and that created David Rickey and Company. Yeah. And we kind of started off, we were actually all three worked out of my car. Really? And we'd go to an appointment and we'd go, get out and go sell something. And they, one of us would go out and sell something, we'd come back to the car, we'd go to the next appointment, and then we'd go back to one of, um, to Rick's house actually, and pick up our UPS boxes, yeah. unpackage what we had from like suits that had come in, and we'd steam them out and we'd go to the next appointment the next few days and deliver that. And Turned out we ended up uh, taking a showroom over by the Performing Arts Center in, in Orange County. Yep. And uh, it just exploded from there. It was amazing. We became, um, we started working. Our very first big name was, um, it was Rick Dees. Remember Rick Dees? Of course. Rick Dees <clears throat> in the morning, and, right? Yeah, and Coach yes. Charlie Wright. Yes. Well, those two were a team, and uh, Rick was making clothing for Rick Dees. My partner, Rick, was making clothing for Rick Dees. And we started a program with them that was um, the Athlete of the Week program. And so they said, we're going to um, talk about this all week, and we're going to pick an athlete at the end of the week, and we're going to have our in-house clothiers, David Ricking Company, come in and make them a suit. So we did, and the first, uh, our first athlete they picked was Pat Riley. Yeah, great that one was, to pick, That right? was a good move. That was a good one, right. So we measured Pat. <laughs> and we're Pat. talking Showtime Lakers. That's right, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it was Pat Riley first, measured him. He loved it. And then we had Bo Jackson and Wayne yeah. Gretzky and – um, Chris McCarron, which was a jockey, Hall yes. of Fame jockey. Yes. Anyway, and we eventually, it just took off. And we became the official clothiers for the NFL Coaches Club. And then we uh, worked with the NBA and we got to use their logos on our stationery. And that was a big thing when there was paper. Sure. Anyway, and uh, it just took off. And, and uh, we ended up having, we grew to having about uh, 65 employees right here in Southern California and about 25 outside clothiers. Um, and it was great. And then we expanded. What happens with everybody? You expand too quickly. And then yeah. we kind of actually, you know, we stayed in business together for almost 20 years. Yes. And then we all kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. And I uh, kept the name, the David Ricky name. And they went and did um, each of the guys. One moved to New York. And Rick moved to Miami or Florida, somewhere in Florida. And so... After a while, I said, you know, why am I still marketing the David Ricky name? I'm going to change it to my own name, David August. August is a family name. Yes. My yes. father's name is Del August. My grandfather's name was August David. And so anyway, David August, and my middle name, and so David August Heil. And so I said, I'm going to name it David August. And so we went with that about, I'd say, 16 years ago now. So when someone hears that, 
it's going to be hard for them to not say, okay, this was just way too easy, right? Like, you know, yeah, he went against Iran on his family business, yeah. right? I can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, you know it is. Success is always really so easy, right, Tom? Yeah, right? So, <laughs> so, I mean, were there any moments when you were like, this is stupid, it's not going to work, or is fashion just so... Uh, yeah, like every day. You that you know what I mean. That you just kept going. Yeah, you know what? Um, I was brought up to be, you know, a, a worker bee. Like I said earlier, yeah. and my dad, you know, we were working on the job sites at, when we were twelve years old, picking up nails and stuff like that. And we'd always yeah. like, get out of bed and work around the house on the weekends. Like I was the pool boy. I wasn't. Yeah. We didn't have a pool guy. Yeah. And I, you know, cleaned out our horse stables and I washed. We had we had a nice home, but I did all the work around the house with my brother and my yeah. dad. Yeah. So we were conditioned from an early age to get up and get out of bed and get to work. Do you think that uh, the way you were raised, I mean, first of all, the, the work ethic side, right? I told you, you know, you know my dad, yeah. right? So you know I, I, I cut from that Absolutely. same cloth, man. Let's work 16 hours yeah. a day. And then what are you going to do the second half, right? Yep. Um, but there was something to, you know, you were in an environment where, luxury, wealth, opportunity, business was more natural for you. Right. Right. So, so was it, was it more natural for you then to go start a business? Well, I never, I never wanted to, um, uh, take out the quality factor of anything I ever did. And so that's yeah. how my dad raised us as, you know, Hey, always quality first, quality first. Yeah. Don't skimp. Yeah. And so that was, um, kind of in my mind from an early age also. So I never wanted to discount the quality issues. And so I said, I'd rather have a much nicer quality garment than having one of those mm -hmm. than having five of something else. Sure. And so that was my path from the very beginning. And so that was, that was my go-to and I still preach that today. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think people need 25 suits in their closet. Well, don't say that. Anyway, yeah. no. Anyway, but, but you, you know, need, honestly, you need a blue, you need a black, you need a gray. You need your basics. Yeah. I tell people now, yep. you need four or five, yeah. four or five great, you know, go-to suits that yep. are great quality. You need something black tie, black tie optional. Yeah. You need something navy, something gray, maybe a blue gray, which is a little fashionable now, and then a change of pace suit, like a silver mm -hmm. gray or a heather tan. Yeah. And then if you buy those right, and you pick the, you select the, the right fabrics in, in that, uh, in those categories, you can actually wear the jackets in a pinch as a sport coat yep. with a pair of jeans. You know, everyone's dressing so casually nowadays and even more now since what's going on with COVID. Um, uh, people, I think people want to dress, but there's just no opportunity to dress. Yeah, where do you go? Yeah, where do you go? I mean, you can do dress up at home, date night at home. Yeah. But really, I mean, we kind of laugh about that, but it's, it's a reality and we're like, okay, I can't wait to, you know, get past this like everyone else says. So you were, you were going into something there that I wanted to talk about, which is just, I, I always think of you as like the first time I met you a million years ago, you're making a suit for my dad, right? <laughs> That's right. And, exactly. And I didn't know the phrase zeitgeist then, or, you know, but, but I understand it today. Like yeah. he, you have this incredible ability to stay on the cutting edge ahead of everybody, which is why we all come back to you and say, okay, right. well, what do I need now? That's yeah. you still get yeah. the phone calls. You got them as always. a kid. You get them now. That's right. I, I, David, I'm, I'm going to speak at the summit this year. It's virtual. What yeah. do I wear? Yeah. Right? Like happens all the time. How did you create that? Or what do you do that generate? Because everyone listening yeah. wants to be that for their clients. Well, so what I think happens is honestly, um, my business is, it's a lifestyle business. And yeah. so I've always uh, treated it as a lifestyle business. And so my friends are my clients and my clients are my friends. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been under the rule of thought that you have to always have like a hundred plates spinning Yes, and never be too greedy, never act like you're too hungry mm -hmm. and it's going to come around. So you have to have patience, but you always strive for the top and you um, surround yourself 
um, and you put yourself in situations that are the epitome of the best of the best of the best. And so I always like to travel to the nicest um, locations, nicest resorts. I love, mm -hmm. you know, I love being on a, uh, a beautiful island somewhere. I'm, I'm a warm weather guy. I live at the beach here in Southern California. I love it. I live, I think, in the nicest neighborhood in Southern California. And But to get that, you really have to, um, you have to, Put yourself in that in your mind first before you actually achieve it. Yeah. And so I always do that, and I'm always I'm always preaching: go to the nicest places, eat at the nicest restaurants. Don't worry about the money. Money you can always make more money. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you don't want to get yourself in too much debt, obviously, but at the same time, you do want to plan. And I've always been a planner in that respect. Yeah. So so being in all those spots around the <clears> world, <throat> and and listen, I mean, I think everybody uh, everybody aspires, or at least. I hope that everybody aspires like to whatever the best is for them. Yeah. That, that could be a camping trip in Big Sur or it could be staying at the Post Ranch Inn, right? Maybe, yeah. Right. So it's, it's everybody's perspective. But but back to like the whole fashion thing, like how do you stay on the cutting edge? Is it okay. going to all these places and seeing what's going on and then bringing it back? A little bit of everything. I um, immerse myself in it all the time. And that's yeah. what I was kind of getting to. I was alluding to I, when I'm, I'm traveling, I try to stay in the mix, in the circles that is, you know, fresh. Everything's fresh. Everything yeah. is like, what is good right now? What is, you know, and then in those circles, I want to go to the nicest, whatever it might be. Yes. I, and I'm always, I love to shop. I hate to shop and I love to shop. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it, if you make it a chore, it's a chore. But if you make it fun, it can be really fun. And and when I mean shop, I don't mean going out and buying necessarily. Yeah. I like to explore. Yeah. And I um, and I explore when I go to a nice resort, you know, what are people wearing at the resort? I keep my mm -hmm. eyes wide open mm -hmm. all the time. And I think mm -hmm. that you need to keep your eyes open. What happens with a lot of people, they get passive and complacent, complacent, uh, routine. Mm -hmm. And that's the enemy yeah. of fashion. Routine right. is the enemy. Now there's some basics that you want to have in your wardrobe, sure. but you can always update your basics and you want to be, people want to be fresh. They want to like, they want to wear something that they feel good in and makes themselves feel good and get up and you put something fresh on. I don't care if it's a, if it's a pair of, uh, you know, sweats and a t-shirt and a, yep. a pair of tennis shoes. If that is a fresh, cool, well-fitting pair of, um, sweats, a t-shirt and tennis shoes, you're going to feel much better. Right. And so I've always, always reached for that. And so I think I, uh, that's how it keeps me on the edge. So, so let's talk about, uh, I'm going to totally go a different direction. Um, Conor McGregor, mm -hmm. how did that, I mean, you now, so by the way, for the people that are watching here, I was brought a gift by David today. Got to have everything. Right. Some, some world famous Conor McGregor FU yeah, underwear. Boxer um, briefs, yeah. My son actually tried on the original, so for, tell, yeah. tell the story. How did you meet Connor? How did this come about? And then how did you guys start this business and what's happened? Okay, so um, again, we take care of so many people in so many industries and um, the cream of the crop of everybody. The most successful people in any industry, we kind of get, re and our business is, it's a word of mouth business. Yes. At this level, yep. everybody, and the other thing what happens when we do get um, referred to these people, um, they never really want to meet us. Really? Be yeah, because they are—they're already—they have a closet full of clothing. Yes, yes. Already, I don't already need anything successful. else. I have too many suits. I, you're the already. last I guy I want to meet. Some guy yeah. is going to come in here and make me a bunch of new clothing. I got a yeah. whole closet full of things that I don't even wear right now. Yeah. I'm actually not trying to. I, I don't want to ever wear a suit again my entire life. I'm yeah. just about to sell my company, or I just sold my company. Yep. So, we probably work with over 80 billionaires around the world, which is a it, to me, it's not the billionaire status that is so exciting to me. It's wow. It's these guys have all 
succeeded in such a high level in their own industries. And yep. that's what's interesting to me. Yep. So anyway, I was referred to, I was making clothing for um, Dana White. Yeah. who was referred to me from Mickey Rourke, who was referred to me. Know, Dana White is the president of the UFC. That's right. right? He runs the UFC. Yeah, and he's, um, uh, so he was referred to me through Mickey Rourke, of all people. And yeah. he's not crazy, a crazy actor. Crazy actor who was referred to me through Marvel Entertainment. He was on um, yes. Iron Man. And yeah. so I make clothing for every Iron, every Marvel Entertainment movie that's out there for the most part, or the directors, the producers, the actors, everybody. Yeah. So anyway. By the way, we're going to talk about how do you deal with <clears throat> super high-end, super powerful, super crazy people, because he's the king of it. We so, are gonna th that's going to be helpful for everybody listening. Okay, good. So we end up, uh, Mickey Rourke calls me and says, hey, listen, I want you to make a, a suit for Dana White. Yeah. And I said, great, let's do it. So, and when I get referred, it's not, I don't like to hound people. I just feel uncomfortable calling people. Yeah. If they get referred, that's great. And if they call me, I would love to see them. Yeah. I love new business. I yeah. love that. But yeah. I'm not the type of guy that's going to, you know, uh, hound people yeah. by any means. Like, yeah. I don't really call many of my clients. It's just a natural. We see each other out for dinner and, hey, David, I need a couple new things. And right. it's just kind of a. It's very, it's very easy. It's, I call it the kind of the Colombo approach, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I end up um, meeting Dana White. They called me and say, hey, listen, he wants to meet you at his house, or actually at the hotel in um, the Montage in Laguna Beach. Mm -hmm. So I got to the hotel. I, I shouldn't really tell the story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Okay. What the heck? So I end up meeting Dana at the hotel, and I pull into the hotel lobby, into the Valley parking area, and I got out, and I walk in. And Dana, I've never met the guy before, but I, I kind of know what he looks like from yeah. the pictures. So I see him in the lobby. He's walking towards me, and he says, and I'm wearing this you know, classic Navy suit, white shirt, classic tie, and he says, David? And I said, yeah, Dana. And he goes, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to come in here looking like Mickey Rourke. Because uh -uh. <laughs> Mickey's crazy, right? Yeah, right. And Association. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, no, 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 no. I said, actually, I'm a pretty conservative guy for the most part. And yeah. the, the people that we deal with are pretty much conservative. Yeah. Classic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I deal with rock and rollers. You're not talking politics. And, You're talking about just, you know, no, their style. Just, yeah, their, their style. style. They're yeah. a little bit more, you know. Anyway, so he says, look, I told you that. I wanted to meet you here, and I t um, but I actually, I have a house down the street here. And so when we come back, now that I know you, we'll meet at my house. Yeah. So it was kind of that, you know, he wanted a little stand. Yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah. to check me out first. Yep. So made him an outfit. He loved it. Made him a couple more things. Loved it. And then I was at the UFC office in um, Las Vegas. And he said, yeah, you got to meet my partner. And so, um, and, and what happened when I uh, met Dana, when Mickey referred Dana to me, um, Dana says, well, you know, I use Tom Ford. Yeah. Tom Ford, great suits. Beautiful. Phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, great yeah. style. You know, amazing. Done an amazing job. Um, but uh, Mickey said, fuck Tom Ford. Yeah. You need to see my guy. And <laughs> which so. Is, which is how everybody refer. It, right. Not in those exact language, but yeah, we're all like, no, you got you to get a suit by David. Yeah. Right? Like everybody says the same So thing. that's what happened. So I met Dana. He loved it. Yeah. I'm in his office. He said, you have to meet my, my buddy, my, yeah. my uh, partner. Lorenzo. Okay, fine. So he pulls him out of a meeting. Yep. Lorenzo sticks his head out the door. And he says, hey, this is the guy that I was telling you making my clothing, David August. He was re uh, referred me to uh, from, uh, to me from Mickey Rourke. And um, and he says, you know, I told him that I wear Tom Ford. And he said, fuck Tom Ford. And Lorenzo said, yeah, fuck Tom Ford. <laughs> Just, ha you know, having fun with it. And he says, I want to get some measurements. And so we did. Yeah. Lorenzo's a great guy. And, and 
very a good client of, of uh, David August and good friend. And so he says, listen, I got this new boxer, fighter that's coming over that I want you to, to come over and fit. He thinks he's a dresser, yeah. um, but I want to show him what, what a real it really dress. looks like. Right. Yes. And so can you meet me at my office this week when he comes into town from Dublin? Yeah. I said, yeah, sure, of course. So Connor was there, his agent was there, Dana was there, Lorenzo was there, and I come walking in and um, Connor on. says, Connor comes walking. Connor up. did his billionaire shuffle. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, but I walked in and, he, and he's like, oh, this is the guy I was telling you about. Oh, this is the tailor? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm the tailor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. I can, I can sew on a button. But anyway, um, yeah, sure. So I take his measurements mm -hmm. and he says, pick out some things. And so, so showing him some fabrics and he's picking out a few things and he gets to, you know, four or five suits and he looks over at Lorenzo and Lorenzo goes, keep going. Yeah picked out a few more things, a few more sport coats. And then Lorenzo added a, a tuxedo and a car coat at the end. And so we're off to the races. We, we need to have this stuff made in a few weeks because he's going through his press tour and he wants it to look great for the upcoming fight. So we rushed everything through. And when he got the clothing on his body, Connor, he went bananas crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I said, well, we should do a collaboration together. Let's do it. So we talked about that for like, three years honestly yes and this is and like when his his crew was ascending first time yeah. in the ufc yeah. he'd been fighting yeah. um, previously but yeah. uh first time in the ufc so we met him at that point and now it's been like seven years i believe um ago and so we talked about it for about three or three three and a half years and we finally sat down and said let's do this let's give something back to his fan base and he's got a you know a huge fan base he has 37 million people following him on right. his Right. Social media. I know that's like Instagram and he has tweeting and he has all the other different uh, Facebook, but okay, fine. So we wanted to kind of give something back to his fan base that was a get the look, not the expense. David August, our clothing is higher end. Yes. Um, it's not as affordable for everyone, but um, people want a piece of that. And so we designed the line that we sell. It's all e-commerce driven. And so we do about a drop every six weeks and we put in the drop, maybe a suit, a sport coat, a couple of pairs of pants, matching coordinating pants, a couple of dress shirts. And then we do uh, polos and t-shirts and hoodies and track suits yeah. and beanies and baseball caps and, and underwear. underwear and underwear. <laughs> and it's been a huge success. That remind Okay. So, so I think a lot of people out there will appreciate this. Maybe some will have to Google it, but that's like Supreme, yeah, right? Like when, when Supreme does a drop, that's right. right. So my, my older son went same, you know, SMU as your daughter did. Yep, exactly. And he was buying and selling Supreme gear. Oh, he's probably getting, making a living. Killing it. Yeah. Getting in on the, on the Thursday drop. That's right. Knew the sizes to buy, knew where to put and was killing it. This is Absolutely sold through twice. It. As soon as we drop, sold through twice. This yeah. is my private stash that you gotta. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. So, so what's it like? Uh, building a partnership like that. We, we talk a lot with our clients about partnership marketing, like, you know, yeah. I, I, Zillow, Bank of America, these are, you know, they've been my partners, right, in terms of marketing. You've done it masterfully with this, right? And, you know, you're, you're crazy, I'm crazy, Connor's crazy. How do yeah. you make that work? How do you make that partnership work? <clears throat> well, it takes a lot of uh, patience, first of all. A lot of patience. Yes. When you think it's just going to go, it's going to be automatic. You know, I don't think that any anything really, really great is automatic. I agree. You know, it's just people Everything think, oh, time. you're so lucky. You're in the right place at the right time. I'm like, yeah, I've been in the right place for 30 years plus. Yeah. yeah. And so daily. And so, and I don't look at it as, as work. I look mm -hmm. at it as a, you know, a fun experience to let's start this and let's get it going. But it does take patience. It takes 
um, more communication from your part mm-hmm. than you may think you're going to have to do on an ongoing basis. Because like Connor, Connor is Connor. He's Connor McGregor. Yes. He's wild, right? He's, yes. You know, and that's what makes him great. Honestly, that's, that's why the brand is it's a, exciting. It's frustrating at times and it's amazing at times. Yes. Mostly amazing. And then there's times where, you know, there's been times where, you know, we're ready to do a drop. We're ready to meet with, we did a deal with H&M and um, big deal. And, you know, he no-showed. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's not because he doesn't want to be there. It's just he's busy or he gets sidetracked and he's got... He's got people pulling at him from every of direction, and so he's got the whiskey now. He's, I mean, there's, he's yep. got a lot Proper going on. Proper twelve, in his life. It's great. Yep. He's done amazing with yep. that business, and so and did you see his tweet the other day? Which, I'm in. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Okay, so, so the response from Dano and that <laughs> exactly. is exactly he's heard. not. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. All that I can say is that leaves him open to box. Right. If he's not in fighting through the rest of the year, then okay. And we all found out that you know he said him in a box. Mayweather and people thought that was hilarious and it's not going to happen. And we actually talked about that for like three years. Yeah. And what happened? It happened. You were and, at that, you were at that fight. Oh yeah. I, I was, I made his boxing gear, all his shorts, everything. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so you sent something. I just want to, I want to just hit for the people that are listening or watching right now. Um, you're more, you were the operator essentially That's in right. that partnership, even though you got the creative eye, you're, you're, you're taking a brand <clears throat> Connor and you're building something around it. You got to yeah. be patient with that. And if you're the operator, you got to just deal with the fact, like I think about it all the time. Like I have to be the one that's patient, organized, making sure the numbers work, get it all right. And Do that's, how I can, that's how I can celebrate yeah. my partner. That's right. right. And by the way, your partner, if look, I look at it as I'm the design partner. Mm-hmm. the operator, he's a celebrity partner. Right. Okay. And so there's all these collaborations going on and you can liken it to any business really out there. You can, you know, put um, collaborations together. But in this situation we do, we have a lot of celebrities we deal with. And so we have all this opportunity coming away, like mm-hmm. on a daily basis. We have yeah. people, you know, we have Brooks Kepka. He's a golfer. He's yes. an amazing guy and love to do a collaboration with him. We have actors and entertainers and we have uh, DJs and we everybody have wants Post to be Malone. in the clothing I'm making clothing business. For Post Malone yeah. right now. And I'm, yeah. And, you know, the baby and all these yeah. guys that I don't even know who they are, but, yeah. um, yeah. they are great opportunities to do collaborations with. Sure. And, and by the way, they love clothing. They really do. Mm-hmm. They love nice clothing even yes. more. Yes. And so, so um, how do you, so let's talk tactically. So how do you, you got a hundred opportunities coming in. Yep. How do you decide which one gets your attention? Which one, which one well, you're going to go all in on? Cause you don't do anything half assed. Yeah. You go no. all in. So that's been, that has been a little bit of a, of a, hurdle. And I'd say that the reason, one of the reasons why it's a hurdle for me is that I care so much about my David August clients that I don't give what might be a bigger opportunity revenue wise, Mm -hmm. the opportunity or the, the uh, time that it really needs because I'm so into my David August client base because I, they're really, they're my friends and I want to take care of them. And so I think that it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of uh, focus. And so the opportunities that come my way, I I have to be very selective. And I don't want to, I don't want to have it watered down either by like taking every opportunity and just, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. It looks cookie cutter. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And so there are probably always a good 10, top 10 opportunities that I'm, you know, thinking about and playing with. And there's, and they may not even be 
a celebrity collaboration. It might be, you know, um, a sports shirt collaboration with somebody or another a collaboration with another clothing company that mm-hmm. um, that is a that you don't want to go too mainstream a lot of times. But sometimes if you do a dabble in it, it can be fun for both parties. And so like we did something with H&M and that was great. Yes. And we're looking at something bizarre. We're looking at something. At, well, before COVID happened, we were looking with many companies because mm-hmm. we're actually on the map now. Because of the celebrity of Conor McGregor mm-hmm. and the clothing, when I, I made him a suit for his Mayweather I fight that yes. went viral, and I never really knew what viral, really, yes. what it, I didn't understand. I heard viral, and oh yeah, it's that's crazy. Well, that's awesome, but I never really understood viral until it happened to to me. Yes, and so what was that like? It was, it still is to this day. Yeah, just incredible. It's. Um, we were doing, he was uh, doing his press conferences. Connor was doing his press conference for Mayweather. We had four press dates. We had LA, we had Toronto, we had New York and London. Mm-hmm. And so as everybody knows, Connor's become this iconic dresser. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he dresses high and tight. He loves crazy patterns. And when you own it, you can wear anything. That's right. But you have to own it. You have to be okay with it. If you start, you know, second guessing yourself, don't put it on. Yeah. Just don't do it. It's not It kills it. your swag. Yes. Totally kills the swag. So. Yeah. I, I'm at the hotel in LA right before the press conference, the very first press conference um, for Mayweather, and I brought Connor four brand new suits for the press tour, <clears throat> and I'm going to send one of my guys on the on the tour with him. I couldn't make all the dates, but um, we like to have somebody there that dresses him, ties his tie, puts a pocket square, make sure he looks perfect before he goes out on stage. And so, I showed him these four suits. He was excited about every suit. They were plaids and crazy patterns, and then I brought in this other suit that I had made for him. And it was a um, pinstripe suit that I'd made one for myself and one for him actually. And it just said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you in the pinstripes. Can, so for yeah. the people, I know like some people, oh, the language, but listen to me. Like <clears throat> we're talking about Conor McGregor. We're talking about an iconic, crazy personality, right? From Dublin, who's an amazing fighter. That suit, yeah, that suit went, vi- people, people knew, like they're like, yeah. oh, that guy, he's the FU suit guy. Yeah. And, well, he and does a little bit more than that. You can <laughs> yeah. ask almost anyone from, uh, let me back up a little bit yeah. with this. And so what happened when I put the suit, I pulled the suit out of the bag and he's like, oh, that's great. Yeah, he's that's like, just oh, a pinstripe, yeah, suit. pinstripe suit. I said, look a little closer. And so he looked and he's like, oh my God, give me that suit. Exactly. We put it on him. He said, when should I wear this? And we decided you need to wear it like right now. Yeah. So we got him day. dressed right then, like yep. right in the moment. He put it on. We tied his tie, put the pocket square in. We got in the rollers and we drove across from the Ritz Carlton to the Staples Center. He went yep. down and he got on stage. He's walking back and forth on stage. Dana White gets on stage. Mayweather's on stage with his crew. And they introduce Dana White to introduce Conor McGregor. And Dana's a, a man of very few words, as everyone knows. And he gets up and he says, I want to do Conor McGregor. And that's all he says, right? Yes. yes. And, and Conor gets up nuts. to the podium. Uh, crowd goes crazy and by the way whenever connor's in any crowd or any crowd around connor like 80 percent of the crowd is mcgregor fans it yeah. just is yeah. they travel they yep. they support him yeah. unbelievably so it's like a european football it club it's the same like exact that. they just go nuts yeah so anyway he um he's on stage and he's at the podium and he's thank you so much for being here you guys can go online and look at it right now you can you know yeah type that in you'll see the whole press conference it's pretty cool but he says um to cut to the chaser, he says, so how do I look? I think I look pretty effing good. And he says, if you look very closely at my pinstripes, it'll say how I feel about Mayweather. And everybody kind of laughed a little bit. Do you remember remember that? And then they zoomed in (laughs) on the pinstripe and on the jumbotron, it comes up 
And I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. That's and the goes, place. That's what he goes. Made by yeah, yeah. David August. Place went crazy. <laughs> right. And I and we've been yeah. talking about our August McGregor collection at the time. Sure. You know, we're just kind of getting that going, and but we hadn't announced it yet. And I said, don't whatever you do, don't say August McGregor yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No problem. So that went crazy. And then after that press conference, there's always a second, third press conference underneath the, the stadium. It's for the reporters and you know the mm-hmm. uh, news crews and stuff. So they line everybody up. And when you go down the line behind the rope and everybody gets asked the guy one question and the questions are normally, so how'd you prepare, uh, prepare for the fight? When are you going to knock him out? What round? What'd you do different? What are you eating? All these yeah. different things, right? And that's the questions all the time when you talk to these fighters. And so what ends up happening is every third question was, tell me about the suit. Tell me about the suit. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm going like this in the background, just, he, oh, it's my tailor made me the suit. And then all of a sudden he says, my Taylor and I have a new company, August McGregor. This is August McGregor's suit. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. So anyway, the, the suit went viral. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So how many how many people called, emailed, went to your website, About that hit suit? you up on DM and said, I need one of those suits, man? Well, first of all, when I had the fabric made, I, I was in one of my fabric suppliers' offices back in New York, and I saw this pinstripe. Years ago, 25 years ago, we would make these suits that had the... Your name in a pinstripe. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. It was, you know, the fabric was, you know, five grand for the fabric and then you make the suit. It was like a, a $10,000 suit yeah. back 25 years ago. Yeah. But what happened was it was a novelty thing, but yes. nobody really wants to put their name in the suit necessarily. Yes. At the time. So it wasn't a big seller, but it, we sold a few. Anyway, and I saw this card on this, on the back of the desk and I said, hey, do you guys still make those pinstripes, you know, put names in the, in the, in the suit? And she said, yeah, yeah, we do. We don't do a lot of them, but yeah, it's still available. And I said, okay, good. Can you put anything in there? Said, yeah, anything. I'm like, okay, get the card out. I want to order a few of these. And so gets the card out and I'm looking at them. I pick out a, a navy with a gray and I pick out a gray with a light gray. And she says, okay, what do you want to put in, this, in the pinstripe? And I said, well, I want to say, fuck you, yeah. fuck you, fuck you. And she laughed. She said, oh, that's funny. You know, really, what do you, what do you, yeah, what do you, what you really put? want? Yeah, yeah, what do you really want? And I said, no, I want that. And she's like, oh, are you kidding? I said, no. So I said, I'll lay it out for you and I'll send it to you. So I did. I laid it out and my graphics guy laid it out and we sent her the images and she submitted it and about two and a half months go by. This is way before the fight. <clears throat> and about eight weeks before the fight, I called and I said, hey, listen, where's that fabric? Yeah. And yeah, she said, oh my God, I've been dreading this phone call. And I said, what's up? She said, the, the mill will not weave that. It's too vulgar and they won't weave it. I'm like, you're kidding me. You're like, thanks for the call two and a half yeah, months later. Right? Hello. And so she said, no. And I said, ask him one more time. Just tell him it's yeah. for a friend. I'm a big client of yours. Let's do it. I was trying to yeah. talk her into it. Yeah. She came back two days later and said, no, you can't do it. So I'm thinking, oh no, now I'm on a mission. So yeah. I call all my fabric suppliers and I go through, we deal with Laura Piana and Dorme and Scabal yeah. and Laura, all these amaz- amazing yes. uh, fabric suppliers around the world. And they all came back like a couple days later and said, no, 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 mill won't weave it. Yeah. So now I'm thinking they've got to be going to the same mill for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I called another 
uh, fabric supplier, Herbert Gladson, I'm going to give the name. It's, they're one of our great fabric suppliers. And I said, hey, guy that I deal with over there, I need you to do me a big favor. Before you say no, I've been turned down like seven times, and I need you to make this happen. Here's what I need to have happen. And I explained exactly what I wanted to have done. He laughed, and he said, okay, let me see what I, what I can do. And I said, no, I need you to get it done. It's like, you're my last. Yeah, you're I gotta, the last I got to have planet, it done. Like, yeah. So he came back, and he said, listen, who's this for? And I said, it's just for myself. And he said, okay, so you need one suit length. Make it two. Yeah. And he's like, all right. I said, just for me and a friend. And so, okay, fine. Let, I'm going to go ahead and have it done. You can pick one color, do it. So I picked the navy with the gray. Mm -hmm. And he and I said, the other thing, I need it in like three weeks. I need it fast. And it usually takes like 12 weeks to make this fabric. They have to set up the the uh, uh, machines and everything. The loom. It's, right? it's the loom. <laughs> the old, to, right? Anyway, yes. it's, it's, it's woven. Yes. It's not printed on the fabric. It's yes. actually woven into the fabric. So anyway... He calls me like three weeks later and says, you're not going to believe it. I have your fabric. Oh, my God. Great. He goes, it looks amazing. I don't know where you're going to wear this suit, but it's, it looks amazing. Fine. Send it to me. He sends me the fabric. I get it. I have a suit made for myself first. Even my shop is like, Are you, you really want to make this suit? Like, really? Yeah. Why? why? And I yeah. said, just make it. Make it. And yeah. we did. And then fast forward, Connor wears it. goes viral. The next, that when that happened, I called my fabric supplier and I said, hey, listen, tomorrow morning when you get up, I just want to know, I have a... I have an exclusive on the fabric, right? And he says, yeah, of course, we're not going to make that fabric for anyone. No one's going to order that suit. Yeah. I said, okay, just want to make sure. No problem. Next morning, he calls me. David, what's the deal? You didn't tell me that you're making it for Conor McGregor. And I said, well, that's my friend. Yeah. And he goes, oh. He goes, I said, I have an exclusive, right? And he says, I can't give you an exclusive. Everyone's calling for this fabric. You're kidding me. And I said, here, here's the deal. I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. This is a good, this is yeah. back to business. But... I think I'm a pretty good client of yours. And I said, I'm going to have a hard time doing business with you in the future because not because I don't want to do business with you, but it's a trust issue now. Yeah. You promised me something. Now you go back on your word. You know, so you I said, because you think you're going to make a quick buck. Yeah. I yeah. said, so yeah. look, let me know. Yeah. He says, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. He calls me back and says, you have an exclusive. I said, great. So move forward. Now I don't have any fabric because I only made 10 yards of it and I used it one for me, one for Connor. And so now we're getting inundated. So we had, to answer your first question, we have, we've had over 6 billion, with a B, yeah. impressions on the internet. It's probably more like 8 billion now, but at the time, sure. about 6 billion impressions, meaning that's not 6 billion people look at it, but 6 million billion times it's been opened and Sets viewed. That's I saw it, yep. <clears throat> right, and people say, hey, check out the suit, check this out. And then we had about, oh, over 200 articles written on us through GQ Magazine yeah. and Vogue Magazine and USA Today and New York Times and Boston Globe and LA Times, all over the world everyone's writing articles on this suit. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I ordered another piece of that, which is 60 meters, which makes about, you know, 15, 16 suits. Um, and so I said, let's just order it and see what happens. I said, put it on. We've never sold anything on the website custom because, you know, we have to fit people and there's, mm -hmm. you know, 30 measurements we take and we do yep. multiple fittings and it's, it's a process. And so I said, let's try it and see what happens. So we took a picture of me in the suit, put some pictures on the website, and we put the suit on there. I think it was $6,500 for the suit, another 800 bucks for the shirt, and the tie, the pocket square, the shoes, everything. And it, it came out to $11,995. And I'm thinking, okay, we're not going to sell any of these things. You know, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Next morning I come in, I said, how'd we do? And they said, we sold out last night. Like that. Like that. That's and I'm so like, crazy. oh my God, you're kidding me. So. 
we started uh, looking at all the orders, and it's from like Dubai, Korea, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, Italy, all over America. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, I don't have the staff to go measure all these people. What am I going to do? And so I'm thinking, okay, here's what we're going to do. I wrote everybody a letter, an email, and said, you know, congratulations on the purchase of your new um, David August limited edition FU suit. What we're going to do is we're going to send you a tape measure, and I'd like you to get a significant other, a buddy. Mm -hmm. to Smart, Being um, resourceful. Figure it right. out. When you get the tape measure, call us. We'll schedule an appointment like we normally do, 10 o'clock mm -hmm. on Thursday morning, whatever. Yep. And you have your person on that side with your tape measure. We'll have myself and two other helpers with me, someone holding the camera my model, and then I'm taking the measurements. And I said, hey, Julie. Hey, Bob. What's going on? Yeah. Julie, you have your tape measure? I've got it. Okay, great. You're my assistant today. Here's what I want you to do. Follow my lead. I want you to take these measurements. First of all, how tall are you? How much you weigh? What are your, what's your shoe size? Now, put the tape measure right around here for his overarm, chest measurement, waist. See, we go through all the measurements. Yeah. It ends up being, like, really fun for the people. And they're for into sure. it. Exactly. And we also they're try part of the experience. That's right. We also told them, um, if you can, please have your go-to um, suit jacket or sport coat with you so we can try that on for yeah. body proportions. And then we have them step back against uh, the solid wall. We say, okay, front picture, side picture, like a mug shot, back picture facing the wall, another side picture, put the coat on those four uh, same shots again. And then um, we make the garment. It's amazing. And then yeah. we ship it to them and they have a local tailor. We could FaceTime with them, fit it on them. If there's any minor adjustments, we take care of it. But it totally worked. And so now that opened up our business for all sorts of international business everywhere clients, every, and you didn't have to get on a jet That's, it was and great fly to go see them or chat or anybody it was else great i can do it yeah. in my backyard yeah my patio but anyway and it really does work and we use it all the time now and so now we're now we can um, take care of people all over the world especially that we have the august mcgregor collection and it's so international mm -hmm. so people every day we get people will email or dm us and say hey listen um i want to i'm getting married i'd love to have a david august suit how does this how does this work and we just handle it. So is, I mean, so again, here we are, we're talking about, we started this by saying, it's just so easy for you, right? I mean, but, but how many, how many pivots, how many adjustments to figure how are we going to do this? We're not going to sell you the suits. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be on your toes all the time yeah. and not, and, and the other thing that I think that we do and we've always done is we always say yes. We always say yes. Okay. That leads me to, to something I want to get into, which is dealing with clients, you know, Funny, I was listening to um, Tony Robbins was doing a podcast with someone, and he talked about when the Del Mar Castle burned oh, down. Oh yeah, that was you, with Conor McGregor. Yeah, with Conor, right? Yeah. He says, and I lost three hundred thousand dollars with the David August yeah, clothes that day. Four hundred, right? anyway. But <laughs> and yeah. Conor said something like, "And David loved yeah, it because yeah. he gets to come down and get." He says, "You new can't again. beat the hustle. You can't beat the hustle." Anyway, I had actually introduced. That was so good. Tony called me one day and said, "Hey, listen, I really want to have Conor down at my house. We have yeah. this our platinum partners." Platinum yeah. Plus, whatever. They have yeah. a smaller group of platinum partners that come yep. down. And anyway, I said, okay, let me see what we can do. So I introduced Connor to Tony. And Tony, I mean, Connor didn't really want to go, but he says, "If you go, are you going to be there too? And I said, well, I'll fly in for it and we'll do it. So yeah. I flew into Miami. Connor was actually training there. Um, Tony lives in Florida now. So brought him to Tony's house. He's got his weekend thing going on there. He brings him up on stage. They start talking. It was, and, it was know, pretty electric. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And yeah. you get, that's, it's actually, that was a very, very funny story. And, and what happened with Tony is that one night he did call me in the middle of the night and said, his assistant called and said, you're not going to believe it. Tony's house burnt down. He has no clothing, only the suit that he has on his back. Can you be here first thing in the morning? 
I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Another emergency, right? But this a is client emergency, which this is, is fine. The, yeah. But this is the yes. Like, yeah. so I think, so we're talking a lot right now about it's the on-demand economy. That's right. And whether that is push a button, magic happens, Uber eats, you know, think, think about, uh, Netflix, Uber Eats, Uber, when we used to, when we used to get, you know, yeah, driving around right. and going to restaurants and such, uh, Amazon, everything is right now. Yeah. And what a lot of people that are listening to this podcast struggle with is the consumer expects right now, the consumer expects a yes. That's right. So now you mentioned earlier, you have 80 billionaires. Yeah. And I know Maybe you have more. lots Maybe of more. non-billionaires That's who right. are worth gazillions of dollars. And men and women at that level ten, have a tendency to uh, not care about anyone else's schedule yeah, except, except for their, their own. own. That's right. How do you manage that? And you got to make wanna, them feel like wanna, they're the most important person at that time. And they are. When I'm on the phone with them, they are the most important person in my life. But what happens if uh, I'm just... I'll, Business I'll, I'll life. Use, you know, like, yeah, yeah, right? Like, let's do a hypothetical like, you know, Stallone and Will Smith call at this and they both need you right now. How do you how do you do that? Divide and conquer. Hey, you guys kind of live in the same area. I'm going to see so and so first, and so and so right after. Which one can I see first? And we just figure it out. And we literally, people will call us when you're talking about custom clothing. People just kind of think the same as furniture. Okay, yeah. I got to pick out my furniture. Then I have yeah. to they have to order the fabric yeah, and what do they take? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you're making furniture, it's eight to yeah. twelve weeks. It's yeah. always twelve. Yep. Sometimes more. Oh, a fabric was out. Same type of principle. Mm -hmm. But what we've really um, mastered, I'd, I'd say over the years yeah. is, uh, making it happen in, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours. If we right. have to, we don't like to right. do that. And it's, it really does screw up the shop yes. if you do that, but we have the ability to do it and we do it if we have to. And so we have to, we're constantly making, um, decisions on, okay, what's more important right now? How can we make this happen? Um, it's, it's a constant, juggling yes. act. And so, but I, but I will say that we don't say no very often unless okay. something just, I need it today at, at, at five o'clock and it's, you know, three 30 and okay, well it's, you know, obviously I'd love to say yes, but I can't. You and I ran into each other. Uh, we were both flying to or from somewhere and you're wearing the F U oh, yeah. vest and you go, you should get one of these. Yeah, and I'm right. like, I don't think I can wear that on stage. I go, but how about level 10? And you yeah. go, okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I was like, right, Tristan. And you're actually the first one that did that. Right. Yeah. And I was I'm like, like, all right, let's level, do it. Level them like this. I can say, yeah, that's right. right. Like, you know, I can wear that on stage. And it was, I got the same yeah. as people would walk up and they go, Oh, that's, that's right. They go, then they go, that's the FU guy, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's, and it's so <laughs> you, funny. You like, become the FU guy. The, the FU that's, guy. Oh, the FU suit. You, yes. Like I said earlier, if you ask anybody about the FU suit, people go, yeah. If, oh, so what do you do? I'm in the clothing business. Oh, great. Yeah. Design men's clothing. Great. Yeah. You know, where can I find your stuff? Where can I buy your stuff? We tell them about it. And then I'll mention, so do you know Conor McGregor? And of course, oh yeah, I know oh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. A lot of, so many people do know him for, you know, whatever, he's the, the crazy Irish fighter, you know? Yeah. And, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh, did you make the FU suit? Bingo. Always. Bingo. It's like, it's an automatic, it's like the next thing out of their mouth. And I'll say, yes, I did. Is that a gift or a curse? I think it's a gift. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so it's too. a gift. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's like, what's it's a the, gift. the old Johnny Carson line? Like, Good press and bad press. Yeah. It's just spell all my good. name right. It's just press. Right? That's right. Exactly. Just spell my name right. That's right. So, so if you're going to be a yes for people, um, early on, you were my guy. Yep. And then you're like, I'm going to introduce you to Chad. Yep. Chad's here more. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't care. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like you have done a, an unbelievable job building a team and a bunch of people like you. Not many Dave. Not yeah. many Dave. Like Chad's his own guy. Yeah. Right. But I know. That if he's saying to me, hey, this is what this is the look, I got this yep. jacket for you, this is what I want you to think yeah. about. 
I know that you two are symbiotic in that way. Yeah. How do you do that? We do that. Everybody by, wants to have a great team. Everybody starts out as like my assistant. That's what happens. And they work with me for several years, actually. So you're Gary. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. And so they work with me and, um, you know, they kind of, they almost start sounding like me sure. a lot of times, which is, it's kind of like, whoa, I yeah. don't really notice it, but a lot of people notice sure. it. And sure. when I, and what happens is I travel so much that my clients um, that are local clients, a lot of times that will just walk in the door. Right. You can come in anytime yep. you want. You're so close. So yep. um, Chad, I asked him, Hey, why don't you just start taking care of clients in the showroom location? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of guys that I want to give my attention to, but I can't because I'm not there. And um, they're really, they deserve the attention. So I said, please take care of these guys. And normally when I tell some uh, people, hey, listen, I'm not going to be there, but one of my guys in the office will take care of you. He's really great. They're like, uh, I don't know. I really want to deal with yeah. When are you going to be back? And, yeah. I, and I say to them, look, here's the deal. This guy, once you meet him, you're going to want to deal with him. You're going to you go have the, lunch with me. You said the same thing to me. You're like, you'll see me. He's like, we'll see each other socially, but... Chad is the guy. You're going to be so happy. You're going to want to give me a big hug. Is that a script? Do. Yeah, no. It do, you know what I mean? For the, no, because so think about Tim Smith is listening to this right yeah, now, right? right. You, you take care of also. Hey, Tim. And, and Timmy has, you know, 18 salespeople yeah. on his team, but the vast majority of the calls are coming in for, yeah. hi, Tim Smith, the guy who does all the videos. That's right. Hi, Tim Smith, who sells all the mega mansions, right? And that the phone call then goes yeah. to Amy or to Hunter yeah. or to somebody else on the team. Yeah. And he's figured out how, how to empower That's the right. team and the client to work together to know that, hey, you're going to get the experience you want. Everything's going to be taken care of. Absolutely. Did, and I think it's a great natural I, for you. Yes, or? it did. It, well, it was a little hard at first because you don't want to give that up. You don't want, you think that everyone at first, when you're doing things, you think that, oh, you know, you're the only person can do this. Right. And that's not true. If you can um, empower people and give them the rope to actually be themselves, but mm -hmm. actually, but give them boundaries and they kind of learn the boundaries by being with you and, and they they have seen me in action so many times yeah you know talking to my clients and being in the in my clients uh wardrobes and going through it and and what i will allow them to wear and not wear and so they kind of get the parameters down and they, they just copy what i've done you know what's interesting about it? this is no different from a <laughs> a great real estate professional or a mortgage loan officer or somebody an entrepreneur a tech person who's listening to this right now but they say like i literally go and i tell my clients i'm the expert they don't yeah. say that they just are you just show up as the authority that's right you need to get this out of your closet this out of your closet this out of your closet this you know and we're going to replace it with this 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 and when you say it with that level of certainty yeah. people follow because you're owning it so so all right so i'm going to ask you a totally different question mm -hmm. fashion what's hot what's not what are the mistakes to avoid? Everybody wants it. Everyone knows, hey, yeah. man, if I put on something that makes me feel bulletproof, it's like a, yeah. my buddy wrote this book, The Alter <laughs> Ego, right? So if you, like, I put on a David August vest, a tie, I leave it, you know, loose. Yep. I put on my lawn vans. I got a great pair of jeans. Everything's tailored right. And I yeah. feel I'm Tom Ferry in that yeah, moment. That's right. right? It's, that's, like, that's my thing. That's your look. How do we help everybody get that? I'd say, first of all, you definitely want to be comfortable in whatever you're wearing. Comfortable in your mind and comfortable on your body. And, but you depends if you're a super conservative classic guy and you're like stuck in the past that's not being comfortable any longer that's yeah. just being stuck yeah and so that's where i try to get people to 
think outside the box a little bit and try new things. But so, the, I, so the double pleated slacks <clears throat> are out. Well, actually, pleats are actually yeah, kind of, they're they're kind what? of like pleats are. I hate to say this because oh my god, every one of my clients is going to kill me because I said no more no more yeah pleats. no more pleats never ever again yes yes. So yeah, I'd still say no pleats, but yes. pleats are a fashion item now, and they're they're coming back in a sense. They might put one or two pleats, but they're very very shallow pleats, and they don't really lay like you know old time pleats. Yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail you, but no, no, it's but, okay. But do you it's hear okay. how deep he can go, guys, on every little it's, like every, the smallest nuance? It's, what are the do's and don'ts right now? Uh, okay, be comfortable. I, I'd say be comfortable. Be comfortable in your mind as well as on your body. Uh, don't step out too far that it takes you out of your comfort zone because. Um, look, you can wear, like I wear these as pants. Yeah, I know you do. Okay. Yeah. You, and I get, Radomsky, and I get grief, Jr. and I get grief about it. I walk into a, a restaurant and I've got these pants on with a black polo shirt and yep. a pair of tennis shoes or whatever. The key though is, okay, everyone just hold on. Ready? <clears throat> yeah. Pants. Pants. These and pants. That's right. And even more crazy than that, I probably have 35 pairs in my wardrobe. I love them. I call them my beach pants. So, yeah. but when I walk into a room, the first thing most of my friends and clients will say is, dude, what's the deal with the pants? Yeah. And my first response is, where's my cocktail? Yeah. And I just walk right past him and I just go on with my day, yes. my evening. If you do that and you don't let them get in your head and you own it, by the end of the night, they will be coming up to you and saying, hey, buddy, where do I get those pants? Confidence is so sexy. You know what I mean? Like it's like, like people, when, when you have it and that's right. So yeah. own it, feel good about it. Don't let anybody else into don't, your space. Don't ask everybody else space. for the opinion. Maybe that's got to be careful of that because everyone's got an opinion. And, right. and the worst thing, the hardest thing to do is, is um, in my business is having two or more people in a room trying to show them clothing because yes. everyone, the, you got different right. opinions. It's better right. if you're one-on-one -on -one and the person actually trusts your, your professional experience mm -hmm. to the point where they're going to say, this guy's going to take care of me. It's yes. going to be right. So I'd say, don't look, it depends on, um, you got to dress for your audience a little bit too. Do you? Well, to a certain I used, level. I used starting to think out, that a lot. St starting out, yeah. yes, you do. Yeah. As you become successful, when people start looking to you for, as the guy or as the woman that's mm -hmm. like the, the, the professional. The authority. The yep. authority. Um, and then you, you can kind of dress for yourself a little bit more, but it still needs to be okay in your mind. You have to feel great doing that. Because if you walked in sta on stage with this pair of pants on and you didn't feel totally comfortable with it even though you're super successful you're the best in the game you might lose some focus and so it's better to walk on stage not having to worry about it and you don't, you don't want to think about your clothing i don't think that you right. should be thinking about your clothing i think you should feel confident and comfortable and be able to and so some people wear suits some people wear sport coats some people wear shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops yeah i think but always dress so that you're that you are uh, smartly dressed okay you could be smartly dressed in any outfit you don't have to just have a suit on a suit on you know there's nothing better than a, than a guy in a tuxedo it's just beautiful it's like, wow that's right. like wow right. that looks great yeah but if a guy's in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops and they they match and they uh fit correctly you'd say yeah that guy's a smart guy smartly dressed guy yeah. it's nice so i just think Make sure that your stuff is tailored correctly. Okay, that's when I want you, like, this is so funny, like, we're, this is like an entrepreneur show. Yeah. But I see so many people that buy a nice suit off the rack. Horrible. And then they don't get it tailored. That's right. And you're like, man, it's boxy, it's a little too long on your, you know, or like, I, you know, I got a buddy of mine who's, like, his pants are always 
like they're here's his shoe and here's where yeah, the pant. I'm like, right. I'm like, are you showing your ankles yeah, off for a yeah, reason, partner? Right. Like, what's what's? Well, Sometimes that's like okay that. if it's for the right for the right look. Right. But for yes. you, if you're if you're buying a suit, there's so many little, like, small adjustments that you can do to make yep. the suit look so much yep. better. Yep. And so always show some cuff on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. What it'll do if if you see a guy with a I don't have it on right because I'm wearing a track suit, but if you're wearing a, a regular suit. And if the sleeve is too long and it covers the actual linen, the, the cotton of the shirt, mm-hmm. linen, whatever you would want, to, the, the contrasting fabric, if it covers it, it makes the entire garment look too big. Right. Automatically. And if you just show a quarter inch, I, like to, I, I personally like to show like three quarters of an inch of, of a cuff. I don't care. I like and it. And then open up the buttons. Open up, and, and then right. little nuances yeah. like that, opening the buttons. So it's, it's a true, you know, custom hand-tailored suit. But I'd say that if you show cuff, Tie, if you're if you're gonna wear a tie, tie the tie. Make sure that the shirt collar has zero tie space. Tie that, cinch that up really nicely, right up against your throat. Not so it's choking you, but you want it so it's clean. Have a nice dimple in the knot, because this is what you're doing. You're framing your face, and people talk with their hands, and so you're looking at your hands. And so it's really important that these items look great. Yes. Okay. And then obviously the drape of the coat. The balance of the coat's important. Uh, making sure the pants aren't too long. If the pants are too long, it's the same thing like the sleeves too long. It makes the yep. whole entire garment look too big and baggy on you. Yeah. And you don't need that. And, you know, you want, now everything is kind of high and tight. You want to look super, super tight without and, being uncomfortable. And I'm talking about like a, like I referred you a, a client uh, many moons ago, CEO of a big company, Steve Games, right? Oh, yeah. And a couple of years ago when he's like, when he got back in the yep. game, Came he was back. like, he's like, I need to get a suit. I'm like, you got to go to David. He's right. like, oh yeah, yeah, right. That's right. And you know, I think Steve is, I think Steve just turned 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So we're talking at 65, he shows up and he looks bulletproof. He looks great. Right. Yep. And, and the pants are a little, stands probably, on the table, a little, yeah, pours water <laughs> on his head, you know, right. uh, but, but the point is some people get stuck in the, oh, you know, my age, this, no. that, you know, or I'm too young. I'm too, but like, I think you you dispelled all of that. Let's talk about this. Is COVID the end of suits and ties? No. I think that's the only question I actually wrote down for you. No, I think I think masks are tough. Yes. Yeah, when people are wearing a mask, you're you're thinking about what's on your face. And yeah. right now, everybody should be wearing a mask and we should yes. get through this, right? Yes, yes, so yes. that's where we there are. We go. That's right, right, exactly. So how, Boom. Is it, like is... Is this the look now with a suit, a tie, and well, a mask? And I'm all muffled for the yeah. uh, podcast. No, but. it's honestly, it's hard to dress. That's why I say um, we need to get through this. We need to get a vaccine. We need yes. to figure it out yes. so people can get back to the normal. Mm-hmm. But because when you're going out, you're dressing not only for yourself, but you're dressing for other people. Yep. And it feels awkward to put a mask on and then also try to get dressed. People, it's, it's already, if you're in a structured suit, it's not as comfortable as being in a, like a tracksuit or yes. a t-shirt or, yep. you know, a pair of jeans or whatever. So you're already dressing up a little bit. And, but all these functions you go to people, the gatherings you're going to, they're not having them right now. So people just don't really have a, a, a an a opportunity, reason. a reason to get yeah. dressed. Yeah. So I think that right now suits, sport coats, very limited, very limited, yeah. but doesn't mean you shouldn't wear them or try to find opportunities to wear them. But there's other opportunities to wear stuff like I'm wearing right now. You can, it's a little more casual, but it's still made with a suit fabric. It's, you know, it can be great. But I think that um, once we get past this, people are, there's so much pent up. I want to travel. I want to go to nice restaurants. I want to see my friends. I want to dress nicely. I want to go. And 
I talk to my clients now and they want to buy things. Yes. They want to buy clothing, but they're like, ah. and they'll buy it just because they, they're trying to help me out maybe. And I'm yeah. like, no, don't do it for that reason. You know, I love it and that's great. But um, I think that we're going to get through this and I think that we're going to be back to wearing nice clothing again very quickly. And yeah. I know, I know people want it. I agree. Let, okay. But let's talk track suits now, uh, casual. I mean, it's, Business casual has a totally different meaning oh. when you live on Zoom every day. That's now, the right. good news is... Especially from here down. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you even wearing pants, <laughs> right, right, on the Zoom session? 99% <laughs> of the people that are watching this, right, are in sales, right? In some, you know, they could be a CEO of a company, they're still in sales. So they're still having a lot of client interaction, whether it's Zoom or face-to-face, -face, yeah. right? So, so you know... I think one of the biggest, the, the biggest um, problems or issues that people are doing is they're dressing too casually. And so they're, they, they're, they don't uh, understand the importance of always looking smart, smartly dressed. And yeah. I keep on saying that term smartly yeah. dressed. Smartly yeah, dressed yeah. to me is whatever you're wearing, make sure that it fits you properly, that it doesn't look like you just got out of bed. And yeah. people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just wearing a t-shirt. They know I'm at home. They don't care what I'm wearing. Well, my, my hair's not combed, my, you know, whatever it might be. That's not true. Yeah. I think, by the way, you may think it's true for you and, and the people, some of the people may not think that, but there are some people that impressions are really important and look if my stockbroker if i was zooming with my stockbroker and he's in his pajamas i just wouldn't have that high of a opinion of him as if he showed up in a nice collared shirt right dressed nicely he looked like he got up and, and prepared for our meeting i would feel much more comfortable investing with that yeah, guy i guarantee every person watching knows exactly they i could see a million head nods right now people saying yes right it's it's not it's not so much dress to impress but dress in alignment with your values, with your standards, with who you right. are as a business person, how you want to show up for others, how you want to be treated by That's others, right. right? That's right. So as I say it's that- It's your brand. It is your brand. It's it your, is brand. your brand. So and yet, take care of it. And yet right now, most of most of what I've worn for the last probably three years, I have like a thousand black t-shirts. <laughs> That's right. You know, 20 pairs of, of uh, lawn bins and jeans. And then when I speak, it's a it rolled yeah, up, you know, yeah. white shirt and a tie, right? Is that okay? That's okay as long as they're clean. They fit your neck right. properly. Exactly. They look good. And yeah, you know, you want to spice it up a little bit every once in a while. Yeah. Don't get too, you know, in, in, into a rut of all black all the time because yeah. Yeah, black's great. It's easy. You know, yeah. it's, you don't have to think about it as much. Yeah. But I would say spice it up a little bit, change it up a little bit. But as long as it fits you correctly, that's okay. Yeah. Tristan razzed me yesterday. I walked in. He was like, are you wearing gray jeans oh my gosh like, stepping oh, out I, just, I was just at david august yes, <laughs> right. yes I am. he's like I don't, I've, been, I've been with you for like three and a half years i've never seen i'm like hey, hey. i'm coachable stepping I'm out coachable. that's right so that's awesome so a couple last questions that we'll, sure. we'll wrap it up i want to know um what inspires you i think my my family does i you know my kids are like every day i want to like impress upon them that the work ethic that my um, parents um, kind of instilled in me. Mm -hmm. And I think that making people smile and happy with what we do, and I really do. I mean, people, it's amazing when people, when we do like provide something with a, an amazing, someone for, with an amazing service or, a, you know, making them a few outfits that they get compliments on, a big smile on their face and they come back and they compliment us. I think that's really important. It makes me feel like, hey, what I'm doing is really, really, really important. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, uh, I'm, I'm studying a lot about the Japanese culture of uh, Omotenashi, mm -hmm. which is like their just exceptional customer service. That's and right. when I think about what you deliver, it is that um, 
you know, it is that level of experience. Yeah, it is inspiring. Um, last thoughts, just for everybody listening right now. Maybe oh, you don't actually. We kind of did do's and don'ts. We talked to kind of sort of fashion, what's hot, what's not. Um, but talk about maybe the woman that's listening right now who's like, you know, how do I get this across to my husband? Mm. Like, what, what do I buy my husband to help him step it up if he's, and listen, ladies, you know, I'm not razzing your husband, you know, but maybe he's got a little schleppy, like yeah. in, his, in his look and feel. Like, right. what, what, is that, what can that lady do to help him step it up yeah. a little bit? I think the biggest complaints we get from uh, women, significant others, whatever, in, in relationships is that they either see their husband or boyfriend or whether either in a suit or a sport coat or mm. in bad sweats. Yeah. So that in between yes. is like the area that they, yeah. oh my God, I want him to go, to go to dinner and he doesn't have to wear a suit, but I yeah. would like him to have a nice, you know, sport shirt on and a nice pair of jeans yeah. and fit properly. Some khakis so, or something. Yes. Yeah, I tell people, get him a nice pair of jeans. Yeah. Get him a nice uh, sport shirt, polo shirt. Um, even like a bomber jacket or something it's a little more casual that he feels like comfortable. The other thing, if you're wanting him to get into some custom clothing, the best thing to do is we'll have the least resistance is get him a gift certificate for like a custom hand tailored shirt. Yeah. And then, so he doesn't feel like he has to go in and get this, all these measurements done for a suit. But what will happen is once the measurements are taken, that's the hard part. And no one ever wants to meet, like I said, no one yeah. ever wants to meet someone new. They already have their own, they got their car wash guy, they got their attorney, they got their mm -hmm. doctor, they got the, they've got their guy. Mm -hmm. at, at the level that we are when we're dealing with people, that success level, they don't wanna meet them. So if you would get them a certificate or something for like a custom hand tailored shirt, something that's easy to get their measurements and, and make that initial meeting process a little bit more um, smooth, then, now we've captured the measurements, they've met the person they're going to be dealing with, then they get to try the product. Yep. If they can try the product, they will be back. As, as long as you're the product, wherever they're shopping yes. with yep. us, for sure, they're going to come back. I always tell people I'm always willing to put my money where my, uh, my mouth is always. I always tell people, let me, you know, try a couple of shirts for you. If you like them, great. You don't have to come back ever, but you know, there's, it's like a hundred percent people come back and they yes. love what we do. And, and, and most of the guys, if you asked them up front, they'd say, no, I'm good. I don't need any of that. Yeah, that I don't service. need any shirts. I don't need any. I'm yeah, good. I, I, I have a whole know, closet full of stuff. I don't need it. Exactly. But what happens when you get clothing that actually fits you properly and you start going to that, now you're thinking, oh my God, where's my good jeans? Where are mm -hmm. my, where's my good shirts? My David August shirts, where are those? And now they're going back and forth to the cleaners. And now you think, okay, I need to go back there and see them again. Yeah. The thing I always say is find him a good tailor. Yeah. Find him a good tailor. Find him a good tailor. Cause it, you know, Arturo's in town, right? Or so uh, being, you know, like all these guys that that's like, good. So being, get it. having your clothing tailored and, and fitting you properly is very, very, very important. And so that's, a, that's, you answered it yourself. That's a good yeah, one. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for Anytime. being on the show and, and hanging out and talking fashion and talking it's business fun. and life. Always, always fun dealing with you, buddy. You're great. Yeah. And, and, Thank you for the underwear, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And I want to give, I do want to tell you that Chad, yeah. you know, you're talking about Chad yes. earlier. Chad is an amazing guy. Chad. All the guys at the office are yes. great. Chad, Lucas, Micah, yeah. the whole, the, all the group of guys in there. Uh, but Chad to me has, he is, he is like a plotter. Yes. He does everything. He thinks through everything. And he's just an amazing guy to deal with. And yeah. I knew you guys would make a good team yeah. there. So I'm yeah. really happy with that. Yeah. I love him. I mean, yeah. he's a, he's, he's a friend. He's someone you, I, I go in, yeah. I only have five minutes yeah. in an hour and a half. I leave. He's always prepared. I know he's very okay. prepared. He's very organized. He there. He's always got five cool things. He wants me to take a look <laughs> at. I know you don't need anything, but here's just five cool things. And I'm like, all right. Okay. And, but then we, then he's been listening. Right. Good. And then how's your wife? How are the kids? Yeah. What's going on with school? Like it, it's, 
such a relationship experience thing that yeah. now coming in and out of there always just just feels better. Yeah. You, awesome. Hey, you created that, my friend. We're trying. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, I love it. All Thanks right. Thanks again well, for having me. I really appreciate it. So, hey, follow at David August. I think it's actually it at David August Inc. I think That's it is right. on David, Instagram. That's right. Uh, definitely. Instagram is David August Clothing. David August Clothing. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but follow him. Check him out. And look, if you guys need a new suit, if you need a new shirt, I think the first new one's free suit. is what I heard. Right. The track right. suits are hot. I did say that. Careful. Uh, and, and look, if you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit TomFerry.com slash podcast. That's TomFerry.com slash podcast. Thanks again. And talk Thank you to so soon. much for watching. Give us a comment. Absolutely follow David. And we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Take care.